All right, here's another episode of Nerding Daily. Got into a movie, a movie that came out on Netflix called I Care A Lot. Sitting here with Robert. You you watched I Care A Lot, right? I did. I did. Um, I had mixed feelings from the start. Once you told me, or once you asked if you wanted to podcast about this, <laughs> Charlie and I saw the trailer, and Charlie was like, this looks kind of stupid. <laughs> the trailer did kind of look dumb. <laughs> I didn't know if this was going to be another trap that you're setting no 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 you were like you gotta watch this movie and then i find out it's really bad like the perfection no 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 definitely wasn't another trap (laughs) okay but i found it entertaining okay (laughs) what would how would you describe i care a lot like just a like a summary like back of the box kind of summary okay so what i would say it's about it's about a caregiver who has quite a bit of quite a bit of power that's gone to her head and um she's got in cahoots with some not so uh, uh kind people and they're taking advantage of the system and they're uh, robbing old people blind and mm-hmm. uh they rob the wrong person mother blind and he's not happy about it that's that's how I would describe it in a, in a short synopsis there. Yeah. Now, I'm curious. After saying that, mm-hmm. I, I have a setup for this. That's why I asked. Oh, oh. What genre of film do you think it fits into the best? To me, it almost feels like a, a psychological thriller, but it's also kind of like a dark comedy, in my opinion. How is it a dark comedy? That's one of the main uh, genres that Netflix has it as, is comedy. Uh, okay, so... They're just, there's, yeah, there's little, it, it's almost like there's this like moment where I feel like some of the actors are like overacting in a sense. And it's funny. And I know there's some parts in there and I don't want to say what parts, but um, they're a little over the top. They're a little over the top. And, and the situations kind of, they make me, they made me laugh a couple of times. Really? <laughs> yes. I don't want to tell you why. But there was one scene that, yeah, we'll get into, I'll tell you when it happens because I don't want to give it away too soon. When we cut, when we get to that point, I'll tell you, I did laugh at this one part. Yeah. And it wasn't a part that you're supposed to laugh at. (laughs) I don't think. (laughs) So two things stuck out to me. And that's one of them is that Netflix has it just as a general comedy. And I didn't, I didn't laugh once during this freaking movie. I, I thought there were goofy moments, but it didn't quite fit with half of the film. Like half of it, or not even half of it, but certain aspects of it, you have over-the-top moments that are not realistic. But most of the time, you're just dealing with this, uh, the main protagonist, Marla Grayson, who is a horrible anti-hero that I didn't care for at all, like from beginning to end of the movie. Um, But the second thing was that if you read the description on Netflix, it is a Golden Globe nominee. Yeah, that 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 was interesting. I saw that, and I mean, I thought the cast looked pretty good from before yeah. seeing the uh, the trailer. I d- we didn't watch the trailer until um, right before we were going to mm-hmm. watch it, and then I thought, oh well, I mean, it's not impressive, but there's some actors in there I like, so let's just give it a try. There was really nothing else on Netflix. And I'll be honest with you, if we if there was, we probably would have watched. But I mean, we, that's how it is. And we gave this a chance. And we saw, I think, the night that we watched it, it was, like, in the top ten. It's been in the top ten, uh, at least Netflix says, their top ten for, like, three weeks. But And I think it's because there's not much else there, honestly. Yeah, it's it's the slow time of year, and, you know, even with streaming and everybody at home, like, January and February are still the slow months. Right. But, yeah, I but, see that. But there's been a, a few movies that I haven't even finished yet. Really? Yeah. 
where we stopped it and fast forwarded it because it was that bad. Yeah. So, so this one, this one, uh, wins for, um, cause I actually went to the end and I'm glad I went to the end cause I thought it ended pretty cool. Not cool, but like, like it was a fitting ending. Oh, we'll get to that. Yes. We'll get to that. <laughs> okay. okay. So cast wise, the two that stick out to me, of course, are the main protagonist and main antagonist. Rosamund Pike mm-hmm. from Gone Girl is Marla Grace, Grayson, the main protagonist. And Peter Dinklage uh, plays Roman, the, uh, what is it, Russian mafia head? I think he's the head of the Russian mafia, yeah. In Pittsburgh or Cincinnati or wherever, wherever this is. Wherever this is. Mm-hmm. Diane. Uh, so the movie starts off, and it's, it's, it's almost exactly the first 30 minutes. You just see all these inner workings of how Marla Grayson has her little system set up and how she cons the courts, the bureaucratic system, mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately, these elderly people. Um, she gets doctors to forge, you know, kind of tip the needle if the... If an old person is, you know, having memory issues, then, you know, she goes to court and says that they're full female and she needs to take, um, you know, ownership of them, mm-hmm. have them be the ward of the, have them be a ward of the state under her uh, supervision. And she basically robs them blind, mm-hmm. um, sells all their assets, their homes, their cars, and just leaves them in a nursing home to, to rot and die and never have their family see them because if their family sees them then you know they'll probably contest what the court order says right they'll contest it exactly so leading that up okay we're figuring out who the main protagonist is in the first 30 minutes and you freaking hate her Mm -hmm. taking advantage of these old people is so god awful it is painful like there's no one in here you can love there's no one to hold on to or root for yeah uh, the only thing I rooted for with Marla, honestly, was her and her girlfriend's relationship. But even that wasn't shown enough. Like, it was just kind of teased throughout the movie. I wanted a little bit more substance to that, but I want a little more substance to a lot of it. I'm going to I'm gonna tell you right now, James, because we didn't talk about this before recording, I kind of hate it. <laughs> I know you have mixed feelings, but I think I hate it. The more I think about it, the more I hate it. Is it, did you like or hate Uncut Gems? No, I loved it. Because they're calling this the Uncut Gems of the Girl Boss World. No, no, it is not. Not even close. Okay, okay. (laughs) Which, okay, that first 30 minutes, you have uh, two examples of where I would think they were going to go with the story. Mm-hmm. Or with the with the uh, ideals behind it, mm-hmm. and I was happily wrong about that. So I was worried it was going to be a women empowerment kind of pandering movie, mm. because in the first thirty minutes you have the guy who's waiting outside the courtroom to call her all sorts of names. Right. And she says, you know, you touch me, spit on me, yell at me again, I'll rip your balls off. Right. So you have that one. And then 15 minutes later, you have this uh, meeting with this lawyer. She has this meeting with this lawyer. And like three times he brings up like, wow, female doctor, this she doctor, doctor. Oh, no, he kept calling it a her or he kept calling the doctor a him. And she kept correcting that it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then twice after that he was like correcting himself oh right 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 are they making that a sticking point is this supposed to be like a women empowerment film but it's weird because the writer and director is a guy a british guy Hmm. so i didn't know that until the end but i'm glad i didn't go that route and see i didn't really i didn't really notice it as that like i just thought it was just you know like her just standing up for herself 
and then her correcting him because he didn't know who the doctor was because he didn't he didn't he never met with the doctor he was just lying that's what I thought. Yeah. Well, that's, that's how it, that's how it ended up being. But oh, okay. Like I was saying in the first thirty minutes, I was getting, getting the there. of the oh. feeling that they were going to go that route the gotcha. whole rest of the movie, which would have been so obnoxious trying to push this girl power directed by a man. Oh yeah. You know, like gotcha. It's just sometimes it's overdone in films, and it's usually because there's a guy behind the script or directing. Right. And it's just like. Yeah, it's pandering. But it didn't go that way. It did not go that way, which I'm glad. That's one of the things in my positive column. When I felt, when I watched it, it was uncomfortable the whole time. Like, I never, it kept me watching, but I was never comfortable with the characters. I wasn't mm-hmm. comfortable with the situation. I was wondering, is this something I have to worry about with my own mom someday? Uh, is this an, <laughs> something I have to worry about myself someday? <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So, and is this a real thing? So I had all these worries as it kept going, I kept thinking, okay, wh- what's going to happen? Like, is this the, is she the bad guy or, you know, who's the bad guy? And then when we're, um, when you find out that, you know, she's kind of messing with the wrong mom, if you will, like, mm-hmm. it's like not really, what I kind of like about this story is it's basically about two bad people, you know what I'm saying? Like two villains, you know, like having it out. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and, and to me, it's like a game of mercy. You know it's it's I mean? two villains with uh, sparring criminal enterprises, mm-hmm. which is an interesting way to go. But you still have to have at least one character to root for. Right. If it's not your main character or your main quote unquote villain, if they're both villains, then you need a third person in there that is like your human connection. Well, and I was rooting for Jennifer Peterson when she was escaping out of the hospital you know and then she got caught and you're just like no <laughs> yeah but there was a good 40 minutes after that that you don't see her right the end of the right movie again. yeah so she would have been the one to root for but they barely had her in there. no they didn't have her in there enough you're right so I, I i think that i just i didn't have that connection and rosamund pike you know it because she's the main character in this mm-hmm. It made me wonder if they're trying to make her this cunning, this like malicious and this smart because she was in Gone Girl, because of her character in Gone Girl. Mm. Oh, maybe. It almost felt like a bad facsimile sometimes of her character in Bad Girl or uh, Gone Girl. Oh, okay. Like they're trying to do like, oh, I see. I didn't put that together. It was set against the mafia, you know, kind of thing. Oh, okay. It almost went there. It almost went there. See, and I didn't even make that connection. So um, for me, I felt like, I mean, I thought the movie was was interesting. Like, I didn't, it's not like my favorite movie. I wouldn't buy it. You know what I mean? But like, I, I didn't hate it. I found it very entertaining. And the psychological warfare that took place between the two, the the antics, um, the um, fighting back and forth, and the way that they were attacking each other. The acting, too. Like, the acting was great, though. Except for the times where there was those tense moments where it almost felt like they were overdoing it a little bit. Where um, you said it was, like, over the top. Like I said, it's got me... I have mixed feelings about it. So I think that's a good thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think you're being too generous with her. I don't know. Well, there's but not you're, much you're around nice here. Guy. There's you're not nice much guy. around here. I've seen this movie and I saw Nomadland. And Nomadland... That doesn't mean it's good. It's, it's, it's a new thing out there. I, like, I know. You know. But, you know, we, no... We could be in the dry spell. Nomadland is supposed to be, like, up for, like, an Oscar, right? 
Isn't it supposed to be nominated? I don't know. Oh, I haven't and, seen that one. And let me tell you, between the two, I like this one better. I can really? say that. Oh. Yeah, and everyone else likes this Nomadland, but it, for me it was drab. It was just like, there was, there. yeah, the acting's great. It's an interesting topic. It's sad and tiring, and now I, I, it ruined van life for me. Van life would have been, a, would have been a, an amazing adventure, and now, like, I would never do van life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still want to see it. You should. If, it, if it's, I don't know. If it'll, now that you've seen this one, the same way about. Yeah, it. I would like to hear what you think about Nomad Land. Yeah. Let's see. Okay, so I'm pretty sure one of the scenes that you're talking about, where it is comedic, mm-hmm. is when the Russian mafia's goons go into the <laughs> assisted living facility and they try to get the the mafia dons. Uh, mom they're trying to extract there, her which yeah. is the main the main you know plot of the movie they're trying to extract her and uh it goes horribly wrong it does it it turns into a shootout which a security guard would not have a gun no have a fucking taser or a walkie-talkie exactly or a flashlight or something <laughs> right <laughs> right um but anyway, you know, there's a big shootout in the hallway, and then there's an old man yelling, Hey, why are you shooting, man? <laughs> that part's then, funny. Um, yes. uh, somebody <laughs> shoots one of the air canisters, and it hits one of the goons. If that's what you're talking about, that scene by itself, I can see that they are trying to possibly be comedic, but I don't think it fits whatsoever. It, it, it came as a surprise to me. Yeah, it didn't fit the film. And yeah, yeah I know, I know. But that that's part of the... That's and, that's one of the parts that to me it was just kind of a funny situation and it went wrong. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't fit though. And then at it the doesn't. very end of it, you have uh, Diane West, uh, you know, the old lady, just like grandma hustling to the van, right, to her freedom. And that was just more sad than anything. Maybe that was supposed to be funny well, too. But I'm like, come on. And it was it was sad because you wanted her to get out. But um, yeah. an, another funny part for me too was when the lawyer failed and he had to go tell the Don that he failed. And yeah, I mean, but that's kind of like uh, one of those things that always happens in like a mobster movie. Sure. Is they have like the incompetent person getting crap thrown at them. Like that, <laughs> that can be considered funny, but that's also like how mobsters are in movies. Right. That's true. But, see, so one of my issues is this back and forth war. Game of Mercy. Yep. That, that Marla has uh, Roman. Mm hmm. Um, for being this Russian mafia, they make a lot, they have a lot of room for mistakes. Yeah. Because they tried to kill Marla and her uh, girlfriend, Frances, mm-hmm. and they fail at both. Yep. They killed the doctor that we saw in like two other scenes. Right. That really is like the, the catalyst for mm-hmm. everything to happen. But we don't care about her because no. she's a horrible human being too. Yeah. And not these people in lying in court about how, you know, feeble they are. Um, but yeah, this mafia, they aren't as like professional as like the mafia, even in the past in real life mm-hmm. or in other films and TV shows. They would be ruthless. Right. They would have just shot her in the head instead of showing this picture of like, hey, we know where your mom lives. Oh, my mom's a sociopath. Oh, but, really? But instead, it was more like Austin not? Powers, where they put them in, uh, you know, they turn on the gas, and then they don't even make sure it's oh, it's done, and they leave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Like, it was a clever way to set up uh, for Marla the way that they had her car drive off. Right. But it goes into a lake, which gives her ample opportunity somehow to kick out the back the rear windshield which is not an easy task underwater and all that pressure yeah Yeah. any of that stuff underwater that's one of the 
tropes in movies that bugs me. Yeah. Because they've had they've been saying for decades, you know, films when they do that, it's full of crap. Right. You can't do that. You has, can barely has to be something sharp too, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I don't know, these mobsters, like, they're not that good. No. They're not that good at their job. <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> But then again, that that may that may be why it moves it into the comedic realm, right? Uh, for me, it was just unsatisfying. Like, <laughs> oh, they're gonna kill her. They're gonna, have, or they're going to kill the girlfriend, right? And that'll be like, you know, something that Marla has to rise up from. Like well, she's really digging through the dirt, trying to get her place back in life. Uh, you know, even if she's the only one left surviving, kind of thing. But they don't go there. No. Well, and the way they kidnap her was like pretty clever that lady in plain clothes who we've never seen before stab her in the neck and then put her in a trunk and drove away <laughs> oh i was keeping an eye on her because when you see the same extra in like three different shots behind uh-huh. the main character you know like, something's gonna happen yeah something's you know <laughs> I, I was paying attention to that now one thing okay so uh marla is a conservator mm-hmm. basically um and She's like a rock star at her office, which I thought was kind of dumb. Right. Where she has all those pictures because she handles the most. Well, and no, no, no. That's that part's fine because okay. that's understandable. But like her office itself, like she's giving like high fives and be like, oh, yeah, awesome. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's like you're a conservator for the state. Yeah. And you're acting like this and you're like showing off how much money you make. Like you're obviously going to get caught. How have you not gotten caught with right. this? whole intricate web of your network where you have you know a doctor you have a guy who that owns the assisted living facility you have uh, (laughs) you're in cahoots with a cop right like how does not how does somebody not snitch yeah and she doesn't even she doesn't even live in new mexico i don't understand (laughs) she can't away with it (laughs) no you're right i don't know there's a lot of holes there it's like a conspiracy network, and nobody cares. Right. Nobody actually tries to bring it down. Well, nobody believes the old people. They just say, oh, you're just senile. Yeah, that's she, the thing. She if, stole all if, my stuff. If you had enough old people, <laughs> they would investigate. All right. And every old person and every family member to that old person is saying, like, hey, you've stolen my parent uh-huh. or my grandparent or whatever. Somebody Like, would... she would have gotten caught. It's right. not realistic to me in that way. No, I But no. she's like a rock star right she's good um, and, and really they make her look like she's great in court but really she just is good at like making her making them look bad by getting them all emotional before the judge yeah. you know and the judge yeah. knows her so he's automatically the fact that he knows her in my opinion if you see the same person over and over then you shouldn't be their judge you know what i'm saying no because exactly to me that sounds like that would be an automatic like yeah. uh conflict of interest yeah dismissal yeah so yeah that doesn't fit either and then the other thing with this like network that she has um the girlfriend francis which is her assistant as well right um she immediately finds this whole story about the old lady jennifer peterson oh yeah jennifer peterson is an alias but she says how improbable it is how impossible it is to find this information how did she find this information yeah that was a little weird her assistant to a conservator right how does she have access to that that was that was silly this has gone off the books for 70 years but i found it because this girl died of polio this story needed you to (laughs) that's right the fact that they went to her as far as finding her safe what do they call it deposit box yeah yeah 
and went there and to get it and actually got in like how is that possible yeah they just gleamed over you that. know what i mean i don't think it's that easy no you yeah. have to well okay i don't so know how that works well, they could have explained it because she's the legal guardian of Jennifer. Right. They could have said that's why she got in, but they just kind of, you know, yeah. in a quick hmm. cutaway. Really weird. The only thing that makes sense for her network is later in the film when they are hiding from Roman and they have these hideouts, mm -hmm. which are the local unsold houses of the elderly victims. Right. That makes sense. That was actually clever in the context of the film and who these characters are. Yeah. I did like that. But then, yeah, they messed up and it's like, oh, I forgot the passports. That was just, yeah, of all the things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that there's there's these little nuggets of the movie that I like, but the whole time I was watching it in my head, I was rewriting it. It, right. was, it was just obnoxious to me. Huh. All these things is like, well, they could have done this instead. That would have been clever. They could have done this. They could have done this. They could have still had quirky mafia, but not have them seem like they're not good at their job. Right. Yeah, because, I mean... The fact that they put her in her own car and then sent it down the street. Like, when I yeah. saw that, I, I was like, you, I was like, yeah, why are they doing this? Why don't they just shoot her and get it over with? And, and I, I understand why. I mean, they wanted it to go the way it went. Yeah. They wanted to have her survive, right? But and you know, the mafia in real life would have connections mm -hmm. to, if they couldn't kill her, they would just discredit her. Right, 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 right. If they found out that she was still alive for any reason, I mean, probable, however, they would be attacking her character and and i think the way they didn't do that they didn't want like they didn't want his mom to be exposed because then they would be exposed but they still could have done it with you know the 70 other oh sure people. yeah that's or true something like that it's just it's still too improbable to me that nobody has called her out before right and then how to did the, they to the one judge in the city do you remember how they got the don how did they lure the don i can't remember um she wore a disguise, went down to the parking garage, and um, tasered the driver That's and right. the bodyguard and drugged him. That's right. And left him naked in the middle of nowhere. Oh, no, no. They burnt, They set the car on fire. They thought they and were they, burning him. they set the... What? No, no, no. Oh, I thought, they, I thought they set him on fire in there. No, no. They oh, laid okay. him naked in the middle of nowhere. They and, took off his clothes. And see, and, and that's the inappropriate part that I thought was funny. Is that scene, that bird's eye view scene of him laying there naked? <laughs> it started why? I don't know why. I don't know why. I thought he was dead. And then I saw he was alive. I'm like, oh, this is going to keep going. He's going to be so pissed. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> that was for me and Charlie. We looked at each other and we're just like, what the? It wasn't like a laughing moment. We're just like, why were they doing this? <laughs> I don't know why I laughed. I'm a sick I individual. I've, I've seen enough butt from Game of Thrones. I didn't need to see Peter Dinklage's again. I didn't, you can't even make anything out. It's a bird's eye view. It's just like a naked body. <laughs> no, they showed his butt. Oh, I, I couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one thing to the credit of Peter Dinklage, I think he is taking roles that it doesn't downplay his physical stature. Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm glad that they did that for this movie, at least. Yeah, he they didn't. Not, she didn't. never brought up. She didn't bring any attention to it. Yeah, she didn't call him a little man or anything. Like, that was good. Yeah. The only other two movies that I know he's been in where they did that same thing, where they didn't bring attention to him being different at all, was mm -hmm. Infinity War right. and uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. Well, there's another one, too, where he, he's grieving. I forget the name of that movie. It's a pretty good movie. Well, there's uh... three billboards outside of Ebbing, but um, 
that one, they bring attention to it because Francis McDormand's character in that, I was trying to remember it. Um, Francis McDormand's character like doesn't want to be seen in public with him, even though he's, he's oh dead. right. So they do bring attention like in a negative way uh, to his stature in that. But at least you know, at least this is one of his movies to put on the good side for that reason alone. Like it's good to see him actually as a threatening person, and oh. she doesn't try to you know take the low blow and be like yeah uh, yeah. And, you know, I, I can see her saying something snarky like, oh, you Huffleman, blah, blah, blah. Right. Or something that would just make her make us hate her more, basically. Right. And, and she didn't. I'm glad she didn't. I'm glad yeah. She didn't. And, uh, I mean, she still had some respect for her enemy. She did. And, mm-hmm. I mean, we basically talked about 90% of the movie so far. It's just this back and forth after, you know, he finds out that his mom's in a nursing home. Right. Which they don't know. They think it's like the golden goose. There's no... They think there's no family. She right. has every, she has a nest egg. She owns her house outright, and she's uh, only showing like small signs of dementia. Right. Like, like it's a it's a straightforward enough story until you get to the end where yeah, Peter Dinklage is lying naked. Somebody takes him to the hospital. He doesn't have. He's not on file. Mm-hmm. He's, a so John he's a John Doe. John Doe. He's a John Doe. So of course. She gets appointed to be his legal guardian whenever there's John Doe. So she basically says, I have control over your life now. So the $10 million you thought I wasn't worth, I want that now. Mm -hmm. Or you'll never have your freedom and your mom will never have freedom. Do you want to take it away from here, James? Well, then it's weird because, you know, he kind of agrees to it. And then when he's better, they have a meeting and he wants in on this business. He wants to franchise it, basically. And then like partners yeah and he wants to split the diamonds he doesn't care he, he he sees this business as something that he wants in on and i guess they do it and then there's like this news report or is it like a news magazine i don't know what it is but she's like on it on tv and she's like the she's like the ceo of whatever this is the company called i care a lot <laughs> i don't even know i don't remember <laughs> i don't i don't remember the name of the company but yeah, yeah. it was some like like msnbc like business whatever and they're like praising her for being like this new business venture juggernaut so you're like horrified that she's ruining millions of lives now because they you know they make this big old thing where they're controlling every aspect of it they're controlling the medicine the doctors the courts the old folks home the court uh well the courts they sell the to the court well they yeah own all that stuff so they don't have to cut anybody else in Right. So she's theoretically a billionaire with him, with uh, Peter Dinklage. And the ending, she finishes up her little interview. She's about to ride off into the sunset with Francis. Mm-hmm. And the guy who got an altercation and yelled at her in court at the beginning of the movie, she turns around and he shoots her straight in the chest and she dies, which is an okay ending for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you liked it, James? I thought... There was justice in it in a weird, sick way because I feel like the people and and not for the guy, not not the guy who shot her, but like because all the old people. Mm hmm. His mom died and he could never see her. Right. You know, I don't typically stand behind revenge, but all the future old people that she was going to take advantage of and all the future families and maybe some of the current ones. I felt like this was a justice for them. But I have mixed feelings about it because it, it's, it's not a good ending. No, it's a bad. No, I mean a good ending would have been she got caught and her and Roman would go down, 
to prison, you know, and, and then there'd be real justice. But this was just kind of a good wrap up for this film. Yeah. But it shows, Quick. I mean, it shows that there's no justice unless you take it into your own hands and her constantly saying throughout the movie that there's only two people in life, winners and losers, and I'm a winner. Well, that's true. Else the loser. You know, that whole thing. That, so yeah. it, it's it fits. kind of showcasing that, you know, you can't go through the proper channels even though she cries to Peter Dinklage about, you broke the rules. Right, she did say that. Oh, she's such a freaking hit. But um, <laughs> I actually, I enjoyed, like, it made enough sense for the arc of the movie Mm-hmm. That it ended with the guy from the beginning shooting her and her dying. She deserved, I feel like she deserved to die. But I kind of wish that she got more of a comeuppance. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, the whole movie is more or less, if you see like her full life, or what we know of it at least, mm-hmm. she's getting away with this for the longest time. Right. And she's not going to be one of these people in a nursing home. You know that's well, not and, and you know if what if what would happen to Roman, if what have happened to Roman happened to her instead, and it was a woman like her doing the same thing to her, that might have been the best ending. I I still think that she, I mean, other than being shot, she got off easy. She did. That's yeah. that's what that's what yeah. she. I wanted. I actually wanted to see her lose everything, get oh. caught, go to jail, and Roman. <laughs> kind of because he has this hands-off approach which is smart he should have been able to get away with it or continued the business with someone else that would have been like justice in the world of the the, the universe of the movie that would have been justice sir i could see that and then she's you know she's without a house you know her girlfriend moves on right she doesn't have she has nothing to her name and then you cut to like 40 years in the future and she's in the nursing home. Oh, that I that think would, okay. Good ending, but you know, it's still the ending that they went with still does have just some justice to it. Just in a, you know, outlaw justice kind of way. Gotcha. Eye for an eye kind of thing. And yeah, revenge, which I mean, I'm not against revenge in, in movies. It's fiction in real life. Of course it's different, but mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know. <laughs> a lot of this movie, a lot of this movie just didn't gel together for me. Huh. Like it was almost two different kinds of movies. Yeah, it did feel weird. It felt, I mean, I, and I, I don't, I know this. The style was hard to pinpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, oh, oh, is this gonna be like? You know what I almost thought? Like, is this gonna be like Dust Till Dawn? Are there gonna be vampires popping out any minute? <laughs> I mean, that would have been interesting. That would have been a change of pace because you didn't expect it. Yeah. <laughs> but but with, like, Roman's world, mm-hmm. his side of the film, like, it feels like it's from a different movie. Yeah. That he would have to have, like, on the other side, like, a main protagonist that's as quirky that we can care about mm-hmm. for him to go up against. Yeah. And also for... Marla Grayson, her stuff is a lot, yeah, like a thriller, more straightforward. Right. And she should have had somebody that's worse than her, but still has the same mindset that there's no such thing as losing. Right, because that, that's the problem. We had no, we only had um, antagonists. Yeah. Yeah, we had we had no one, no hero, really. No one to root for. Mm-hmm. I, and and I've never had was... a movie like this where, where that has happened. Which well, is kind of why I liked it, in a way. I can, 
I, I can think of a few, but like at the end of it, I was rooting for Peter Dinklage to see his mom again. Oh, right. Which is not what you're supposed to do when no. the movie is all about someone else. Right, that's and true. You're supposed to care about her, but we not we got none of her backstory. We had none of these things explained to us. There's nothing. Right. There's nothing. You know, there's, there's no reason why she's this way. I mean, if we yeah. maybe had a little bit of insight into her childhood, maybe her grandma was meaner and beat her or something. That there would have been a the reason. There opportunities for that kind of dialogue, and they didn't take it. They just turned it more into an action That's film. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, a very soft action film. <laughs> it is. It is. So it's Interesting. like a Gone Girl wannabe. Yeah. I'm just going to put it this way. It's like a Gone Girl wannabe. But if they also try to throw a little bit of like uh, dark, I don't even want to say dark humor. They you throw can't. in like these yeah. weird little quirks and kind of the like music for Drive. That's what I thought. Like the music was very strange. It did not it fit. It didn't. No. It felt no. like it should be in the future a little bit too. Like, like I don't know what I don't know what it, it reminded me of Westworld. It it didn't fit. Like, yeah, that's kind of the soundtrack you'd have for like a you know light sci-fi show or yeah. film. Yeah, and I'm talking about Westworld season two. I'm not talking about the first season. Yeah, it it reminded me of like their soundtrack. Yeah. It was very weird. Yeah, I good point. These pieces did not fit together. And no. I, I'm baffled as to how it got a nomination for a Golden Globe. Because there's nothing else, Robert. <laughs> that's, that's such a low freaking bar. It's by default. I, I guarantee you, <laughs> even in pandemic times, there are way more things that deserve to be nominated. Sure. Way better things that deserve to be nominated than this. Well, tell me what they are, and I will watch them. Oh, go back to <laughs> the top five of 2020. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just listen to my list. I know. But that's 2020. I'm, I'm looking at 2021. That's what I'm looking uh, for. This was originally, um, what is it, Sundance? In it was. Huh? So oh, I count it as 2020. Oh, okay, okay. It feels like one of those movies that nobody would see in theaters. It no, would show up yeah. on USA, you know, network five years from now, and people would be like, "Yeah, it's okay." Do you remember that movie? No. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I guess that's it on this one. I have nothing else nothing. to say. I all I have to say is I didn't care. You didn't lot. care. <laughs> that's perfect, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> But next week, I this care. is something I'm actually excited for. Oh, the yeah. only show that I've been wanting, new show, WandaVision. Yeah, WandaVision's good. We'll be talking about that next time we get you. Yep. So, yeah, tune in for the next episode of Nerding Daily, WandaVision. <laughs> <laughs>